Hey, Kate, can you hear us okay? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's Milton and I here. Oh, good, good, good. Glad it worked. Glad you got well, this yeah, far. yeah, for some of us. We've got to help <laughs> some of our friends sometimes, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, we're, we're all one, one team here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I might leave Milton out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever's the loudest when we ask a question gets to answer the question. <laughs> oh, that'll be here. <laughs> Hello, good morning, good afternoon, everybody, wherever you are located, listening in from. Really appreciate you tuning in to U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. Uh, we have another daytime show for you. Uh, joining us in a few minutes will be interim USA women's head coach Milton Hag and USA captain Kate Zachary uh, will be joining us as well and together. So if you have not already followed us, please do so at Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning to get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby, Major League Rugby, and much more. I am Bill Baker of Eagles Overseas, and my co-host is Rugby Morning's John Fitzpatrick. Welcome back, Fitzy. Hey, Bill. Good morning. I'm on my third cup of coffee, so I'm wired and ready to go. <laughs> nice. I need myself a shot of espresso here, but uh, too late. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm... I'm I'm starting to dig these daytime shows, but we'll have to change our name to like uh, U.S. Rugby Brunch Time Live or something. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm alive. I'm awake. Um, you're probably going to be wicked chattery with your uh, <laughs> with the caffeine in your system, but which <laughs> yes. is a good time for you. Yeah, it's a good time for you to be all um, hyped up because it's it's just overwhelming right now for rugby fans, especially this week. You know what I mean with the like. Rugby World Cup, we got uh, Uruguay and Namibia later this morning's playing. The Fiji Invitational kicks off later today uh, mm-hmm. with USA 7s playing. But Australia Green, Australia Gold, to so two matches. Uh, what are you looking forward to watching this week? <laughs> All of it, <laughs> if I can. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who needs day jobs? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm actually pumped for Saturday. I want to see Argentina, Chile, and then Fiji, Georgia. And I'm not yeah. just mentioning that game because of one of our guests today. But out of all of them, I mean, last week were so many great matches. This week, as far as the matchups go, aren't as um, attracted, attracting. But uh, that Fiji Jordan match should be a good one. Yeah, who who, who isn't excited about that one? Look, there's just you mentioned it. It's almost overwhelming, but um, you know that's why I have sick days at work so I can watch all this. <laughs> it's like March Madness for us, but it's in, uh, <laughs> September. You know what, Fitzy, let's get into it. Let's get this show going. Uh, like I said, these two guests are waiting for us. Joining us right now from, I believe, in Cardiff, uh, the new interim USA Women's Rugby Head Coach Milton Hag and USA Eagles Captain and new Ealing Trail Finder, Kate Zachary. Hey, Kate. Hey, Milton. Hello. Hey, going, guys? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving us your time. Yeah, well, last week was a bit of a, a technical glitch <laughs> trying to get on so i apologize to oh no problem you guys and all the listeners so uh, but hey we're here now and um looking forward to chatting well i know when i when i spoke to uh taylor with uh, usa rugby she said you know we'll get one of the players to help him out next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and that's pretty much what's happened <laughs> and here now, we Kate, are this now is, <laughs> yes here we are now now kate this is your second appearance on the show last time about a year ago last week actually you were sitting alongside rob kane so i feel like like you're our head coach interpreter <laughs> i like to think i understand what they're saying most days but you know what i hear is if you do everything with confidence people believe you uh, that's true and we talked about earlier be as loud as you can as well yeah. <laughs> so okay how you doing it's it's like i said it's been a year since we spoke 
Yeah, doing well. Been a, a busy season. Um, obviously, last time we spoke, we've now been through a World Cup. Uh, been through my third season in the UK. Uh, made another semifinal with Exeter Chiefs. And then mm-hmm. since, on top of that, personally gotten married, changed teams, and Ooh. moving to London. So it's been a, it's been a wild year. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And Milton, uh, you, you've only been around the team for, what, a week and a half now. How's that going for you so far? No, great. Um, I haven't done as much as Kate in the last year, that's for sure. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, look, the, the, the opportunity when it came up was, um, you know, certainly something that I was looking forward to. And, and uh, as I said to the team last week, uh, I, I wasn't sure what I was coming into and, and in terms of the way we play and our movement around the field. But certainly the last 10 days is given myself and the other coaches who are on board, um, uh, you know, a, a lot of confidence that uh, ultimately we can get we can get this uh, squad of people to a level where we think um, we can be really competitive with uh, certainly the top the top six teams in the world, and that's what we that's what we really need to to, to aspire to. Yeah, and we definitely want to touch on that soon. Uh, I want to back up a little bit with you, Milton. Um, you, you have quite the coaching and playing resume out there. You know, most recently coaching Japan, head coach of Georgia men's, well-documented. Two World Cup, it goes on. Um, but do you have much experience coaching women's sides, or does that even matter? No, none at all. None at all. And, and before I actually uh, said yes to doing this, that was certainly something um, – I was considering and 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 thought thought about it long and hard, but it was really my 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 wife and my two daughters who said, "Dad, you got to you got to go and do it." You know <laughs> I mean? um, and my my kids are eighteen. Well, not kids anymore, but they're eighteen and nearly twenty one. And you know, they just said, "You just have to go there and help and 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 make them better." And you know, just be yourself because you know they they they, they went through the Georgian journey with me and certainly the Japanese journey as well and. So they know they know me as a coach. They've been involved in my rugby all my life, all their life, and mm-hmm. uh, they were confident that um, you know I, I could help out here. So you know that was really the motivating factor when they said to me, "You, you should go and do this." Well, I thought, "Okay, right, I'll go and do it." So it, it sounds like what my wife told me a year or so ago. Both our daughters are about twenty-one, uh, out of the house, uh, and my traveling kind of slowed down with COVID. She said you need to get out of the house. Yeah, it sounds like what they're telling you. Uh, that's exactly what my wife actually said. She said that about a month before I got approached by World Rugby. She says, you need to actually get out of the house now. So, uh, yeah. All right. So it, it's been four or five years since you coached Georgia. Uh, are there any experiences or lessons from coaching that national side that you'll be able to bring into the USA program? Oh, yeah. Look, I, I think um, – you know, like I've been, I've been doing this sort of work for a long, long time. Obviously, back in New Zealand with New Zealand teams, and um, and then obviously internationally with Georgia, and and then in Japan. So you know, through those, you know, through that experience, you learn what what works and what doesn't work. And um, it's really interesting because you know, I've had probably about eight months off uh, of coaching where I've just been trying to get my golf game right, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, what, what's really interesting is that once you get on the field, it's pretty much the same, you know what I mean? And, and again, I know it's a women's team uh, versus a men's team that I've coached before, but really the, the basic principles of what I'm trying to teach are exactly the same. The, the actual rules of the game and the, and, the, and the dimensions of the field don't change. So I've, I've kind of figured that 
well, look, I'll just um, I'll just do what I've always done, and and hopefully I can help the group improve uh, not just their personal skills, but also our our group skills on and off the field in terms of what what does high performance look like, and um, what do we do to have to be able to consistently repeat high performance, and so you know that ultimately is my goal. And um, you know, so far it's been it's been going really well, and I've, I've just been so pleased about how welcoming the the, the team is, and also um, how engaging uh, they have been through. You know, what is a reasonably busy sort of last ten days. Certainly, that week in in Ireland was yeah, you know, there was a lot of information to take on board because we brought some things that are different, obviously. Um, but like I, I just after. A very very heavy training week uh, in Ireland. I was so impressed about how the girls at the back end of all the team at the back end of the week were still up for it. You, you know what I mean? And that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, look, I know it's a cliche, but that as a coach, that's all you can uh, that you can ask for, really. Yeah, Milton, I want to tap on that high performance there a little bit. Or <clears throat> I think you you mentioned that you want to try and reconnect this current team to USA Women's Rugby's glorious past, right? winners of a previous um, World Cup a few years ago. But talk about that. Why is that important to kind of reconnect to get back to that type of glory? Um, because I think I think it's important that, that you know, all, all, all organisations, you know, because as, as years pass, what tends to happen sometimes is you forget about uh, about our history. And, you know, at one stage uh, in, in world rugby, uh, the, the USA Eagles were the number one team in the world. And um, and that's how I actually remember the USA Eagles, uh, because as obviously a, you know a few years ago when when they were the best team women's team in the world, um, you know that's that's something that we should always try and connect back to. Um, and and I, I know it, it, things change, but and organisations change, but I, I think that's something that no you know like very few teams in the world have had. And that's something that we can use. Um, so when you when you look at what made them successful, what did make them you, know, you look back and you say, well, what made them successful? Um, and you know, you're, you're thinking about. I guarantee you, um, it wasn't uh, like the professional era like it is now. But what I can guarantee you, one thing was team spirit. The other thing is, I guarantee you, they worked their butts off. And and then I also think that they probably. Had great pride in 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 the USA jersey, and I'm not saying we don't. Um, but again, it's that's just something I think we need to reconnect ourselves with. And if we can add those things like pride in the jersey, uh, hard work, and and the ability to um, make really good decisions under pressure on the field, because again, that team to be number one in the world, they would have been doing that. Um, again, you know, th- these are the things that we want to reconnect with, implement into our uh, systems and execution of uh, game plan, and then hopefully, you know, that process takes care of some of the results, really. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your the coaching staff that you're bringing on board, uh, John Haggard and, and Melody Bozeman, both you know, big names in the world of rugby but maybe not the most familiar names for your average american rugby fan both have black fern experience talk about their experience and what they will bring to the program well um john haggard and i used to we, we knew each other as players and as and as as we went through our coaching career we've known each other well you know since the 80s really um and when i heard that he was uh he, he could be available i contacted him 
And um, he was the first thing he said was, "Hell, I'd love to be involved." You know what I mean? Because again, he's got knowledge of this team, and uh, he also uh, told the same story as me. Well, you know, they used to be the number one team in the world, so he was pretty pretty stoked to be able to get involved and see if he could help make the team better um, on and off the field. Uh, and he's got not just a, a lot of experience and obviously coaching uh, women's rugby, but. You know, he was a pretty good player himself and, and certainly, you know, played a lot of first-class games for Otago back in the day. And Mel, well, you know, uh, you know she was she was two, she played two World Cups for the Black Ferns, so that just uh, says to you in itself that she's had longevity in the game and to have longevity in the game, you've got to be pretty good at your position, really. So, um, and the, the fact that she also... Um, takes line out in scrums was such a plus for me, really. And again, another person who has obviously played the game and and understands women's rugby. So, um, I was like, she came on late, but I was absolutely stoked. And as I said to her a couple of days ago, I actually think um, you know her coming on on board as as part of the coaching ticket is is actually made us coaches really. It's the, the three of us are actually. Um, Pretty close now, and we and we have a lot of we have a lot of blasts off the field. That's for sure. But we also try and make sure we're professional about what we're doing, and we can make the girls better. Nice, Kate. From a from a player perspective, how has the camp been? Is it good to be, is it good to be back with the team? Um, and I understand you may have a little bit of experience with, with Haggard and Bozeman. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the first half of the question is: it's always good to be back with the group. It's good to be back in the the US jersey and set up. Um, you know, I've I've been in and around it with sevens and fifteens, and it, the opportunity you just never know when it's going to be the last. So it's always an honor every chance you get the call up. Um, and I think a lot of the girls feel that way. We've got some new faces. We've got some newer faces who have maybe started um, appearing in the setup this year. Um, and so we've got a really exciting squad. I think last week, uh, as Milton already mentioned, it was a heavy training week, but it was a really, really positive week that we needed together. Um, just getting to, to learn the coaches, getting to obviously continue learning each other um, and get a good hit out against Ireland before we take on Wales this weekend and then ship off to South Africa. So a really solid quality week. Looking ahead again, this week's been, um, training's been really well. I think everyone's just kind of also adapting to new coaches, new systems, new a little bit of new everything. Um, but with newness comes excitement. Um, so, again, energy's high in camp. Um, I'm just happy to be back. I'm happy that Milton keeps has decided to keep me around as well. So that's a positive. <laughs> um, yeah, and with John and Mel, I mean, I've I've seen their names. I, I you know, know of who they are, but, you know, I can't say that I – have directly been impacted prior to last week against them. But I think the seeing the resume is once we were told about the three coaches, you know, I think we've, we've had a lot of great coaches involved in our setup in the last few years. And this is just a um, little bit of something different, um, driving the, the high performance standards in a different direction, asking differently of the players compared to other coaches and stuff. So um, again, like I said, it's just, it's a lot of new, but um, I think the girls are really adapting well and I think we'll go quite well in the next few weeks. Hmm. Yeah, and speaking of new, real quick, you mentioned earlier in your intro, you moved to London. You're playing with the new team, the Trailfinders, there in the Premiership Women's Rugby. Why the move? And, and and talk about a little bit about the team expectations this upcoming season. 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I, I've spent the last three years at Exeter, moved over once they first joined the league. Um, and it was something at the time, it was an opportunity to play rugby. It's such an unknown time with COVID um, and really enjoyed my last three years there. Um, I owe a lot to Susie and the Chiefs family, but also there's just a great opportunity to start something new and be a part of um, another new team and new generation of players in, at Ealing. Um, so there's the benefit of the rugby. There's a benefit of continuing some post-career development with some coaching and things, as well as trying to bring my personal and professional life together as my partner lives in London. So um, for me, it was more of a holistic move um, just to continue doing what I love, but also getting to do it alongside the people that uh, I, in theory, care about and want to live with for the rest of my life. So there wasn't an ultimatum or anything, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any Ealing or um, Exeter, uh, former Exeter teammates on the Swales side you're facing this weekend? Um, yeah, there will be a couple of our um, Exeter teammates, uh, Abby Fleming and Robin Wilkins, mm. and they'll both be. They're, well, they're in the setup, and I imagine they'll be in the starting lineup probably. And and, and aiming for you. How dare you leave us? No, no. <laughs> no. Well, in all no, fairness, of one, of, one of them left as well, so we, we should be That's even true. keel, right? <laughs> uh, Milton, you, you obviously don't have a ton of time with the team as a head coach. You know, Wales uh, basically being your first match. Um, are you sticking with the game plan that Rich has been preparing or you know, making your own adjustments right away? You know, can fans maybe anticipate a new playing style? Um, well, you know, I, I was lucky enough, uh, and, and Rich was good enough to, right at the very beginning, we, we touched base when I was still back in New Zealand, and we had a chat about, obviously, um, what he thought the strengths of of the team were and and um, what they focused on in the, in the Pack 4 tournament. Um, certainly, uh, I've got this whole uh, philosophy about attacking rugby. So, again, I've introduced a couple of real simple systems that, uh, in terms of our attacking shape, the, the, the team can can use reasonably easily. And, and it's all designed, really, to just create opportunities uh, on uh, with space out wide. So you, you will definitely see us uh, trying to use, use the ball. Um, now, whether that's more or less than before, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. But certainly mm-hmm. what I am big on is making sure that we have the skill sets and, and we practice our skill sets that it will enable us to, to be able to use the ball at width. Um, and certainly if you, as a reference, if you look at Georgia, what they used to be, certainly 15 years ago, they're a totally different team in terms of their ability to use the ball. And that's sort of my philosophy here as well. Um, and again, it doesn't doesn't detract from obviously some of our strengths because I think uh, set, certainly our scrum is a real strength of ours and we want to make sure we can um, keep using that. But in, in my, my, my opinion, if you want to be competing with the top teams in the world, we, are, we have to be able to use the ball and score points. And uh, conversely, we also have to be able to defend against the ball um, a little bit better because if you look at the, the key stats of the last games in, in the 2000s, um, certainly when you look at points for and against, there's, there's about a 330 deficit. So I want to make sure that, um, you know, when I look at that key stat, I went, well, we just need to be able to score more points and defend a lot better. So, you know, I, you know, I know it's a, a bit of a simple um, view on things, but really that's probably what we need to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the USA player pool. Are there are there any? I know you've been with the with the team for you know just a few weeks here, but are there any U.S. players who've really grabbed your attention? Maybe either as like 
team leaders, difference makers, or just kind of some exciting new talent? In the squad? Yes, yeah. Oh, look, um, you know, there's, we, we've been we've been surprised about just some of the raw raw um the raw power some of the some of these younger players absolutely have um you know uh we've got a we've got a fantastic you know sort of our midfield obviously with Kate there and we've got some power players um at 12 that we can use and and even even you know some of our wingers uh, we've been really surprised about their ability to carry and run and so you know, um, it's early days for us, and mm-hmm. I don't certainly single anybody out. Yeah. But you know, there's 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 a there's a ton of talent that's here. We just need to make sure that we're pushing it towards the right direction, um, and we need to make sure that uh, we can make again really good decisions when we're under pressure. Um, and again, that that will that will come because again, these are certain things that, from a coaching group uh, point of view, we're we're watching all the time about uh, different players making different decisions uh, or making decisions in different. This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. Um, um, conditions on the field. So, but we're we're really lucky that we've got Kate is a very very experienced uh, captain. Um, and again, she brings she brings a whole lot of information, and certainly I'm lucky that you know we, we have a already we have a pretty good relationship and pretty open relationship about um, sharing information, my thoughts on some things, her thoughts on some things, and so mm-hmm. you know I'm 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 really lucky that you know she feels confident that she can she can just we can talk to each other as as captain and coach really. Um, but again, I, again, I think uh, there's there's certainly a lot of talent. Um, that we've got within the team, we need to sharpen up on some of our skill sets and maybe some of our decision making. And certainly, um, you know, there's a number of girls who have that power that generally don't talk a lot. So again, we're just trying to, you know, increase some of those uh, aspects of their individual games so that once we get into that team aspect, collectively, we'll be a better team. Mm-hmm. So, so Kate, I love asking this question because over the years we've seen you. Uh, put on a jersey with a number seven on it, with a number thirteen on it. I mean, this weekend, no way we're going to see you in like a new number, like two or something, right? Like, come on, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I mean, like Milton said, we all have to brush up on our skills, right? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. First, he's going to be playing in the front row against uh, against Wales. <laughs> hey, that, that's a good surprise for them, maybe. No, I, I, can, I, can, I can tell you right now, she won't, she won't be there. Well, she is listed as a World Rugby's roster announcement today. lists her as a back. Is that where we will expect to see her? Uh, you'll have to wait until tomorrow. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, well, with that said, Milton, I mean, you know, how important is it for you as a coach to have players like Kate who can slide in at multiple positions and play them well? I mean, does it change how you prepare for a match? Um... Um, no, not really. Um, it, it's it's certainly um, a big plus for us. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. Because again, what you're finding these days is if you've got people that can play um, uh, a couple of positions, uh, you know, really, really well, then what that allows you to do is maybe change your configuration on the bench. Yeah. And you're seeing and you're seeing that now with World Cup. You know what I mean? So. Um, you know the fact that Kate can 
play just as well as a loose forward as you can at midfield um, does give us a little bit of, um, I suppose, uh, freedom to be a little bit more creative on our bench. I'm not saying that's what we're doing, but certainly um, we have discussed that as a coaching group. And it's not just Kate. There's a couple of people who have played in the backs who are now playing in the forwards or vice versa, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, um, you know, as I said to the coaches this morning, we, we do. We need to be creative about how we're thinking about it. And we can't just think, well, this used to be the norm. We just keep following that. Because I think now these days, uh, this rugby world, men's rugby world cup is showing us that you can actually be a bit more creative on your bench. Yeah, and, and let's jump forward to the WXB. Uh, Wait, Bill, Milton, Milton just, Milton, yeah, just gonna, Milton just said he's going to do a 7-1 split. I think that's what I'm reading between the lines. Is that what you heard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you, did you not hear there's now an 8? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's that's the flexibility Kate gives you. <laughs> eight forwards or eight backs. I guess yeah. you'll never know. <laughs> I'm confused already. Uh, all right, WXB. Uh, you have Wales this weekend uh, to prepare for South Africa. Uh, how important is it to perform well against Wales and a victory, let's say, going into the tournament? And then what are your expectations for the team during this tournament? Are you talking to me? Yes, Milton. Sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. Kate would have definitely answered that question. <laughs> so, um, look, the first thing is um, it's an official test match. Uh, yeah. The second thing is, is that Wales are ranked one one above us in, in world rankings. As far as I know, they're sixth and we're seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever whenever you're playing somebody that's ranked above you, that's got to be a got to be some kind of motivation. You know what I mean? Um, so you know, I would expect that from from our team um, that they would be highly motivated to 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 get one of these to, to knock, knock Wales over. Um, but I, I would think, and again, um, it's not that this game's important. It is. Mm. But what I really want to see is that we improve from last week in our, in our head out against Ireland. I want to see our systems being worked uh, better. I want to see our skill sets um, being accurate. And I want to see better decision-making from that what, what we did um, against Ireland. So ultimately... These uh, first two weeks were always going to be in preparation for South Africa. That's ultimately what the, these two weeks are. But again, I want to make a, make sure that come Saturday, we we are as motivated as we possibly can be to win this match because this is a team that's ranked above us, right. and um, I want to make sure that we can, you know, send a message out to. Uh, you know the rest of the rugby world that you know USA's back, baby, and we're kind of we're coming for everybody. So <laughs> you know, so again, it's um, I know that's a bit flippant, but the reality is is that that's you know we we should be really motivated to put in a good performance this week. Okay, looking ahead to the the WXV competition, you know. Of late, uh, the women's Eagles have been on the losing side against some of the teams in the, in the tier one portion. I guess, how frustrating has that been for you? And then just how important is it for the program not to just perform well in the, the, in the WXV2 competition, but to really to win out? Yeah, it's a good question. And <clears throat> one, I feel like I could have many different opinions and conversations on depending on the situation. But I think... To be frank as well, just from my own personal point of view, obviously it has been a frustrating couple of years. You know, we haven't put up the scores we like. And I think Milton nailed it on the head though as well. If you look at our stats, you know, we 
we do get into the 22 a lot, but we just can't score, right? And at the end of the day, to win a game, you have to score points. And we've been our own crux at that at sometimes. You know, it's not always about the opposition. It's more just about our ability to finish. And um, so, you know, reviewing and reflecting on the last year, the last four years, and looking at the back of our legacy, you know, leading into 2017 World Cup and those who came before, um, we need to find our way back to greatness. Um you know, we've been there. We've definitely had our, our slips and falls around, you know, COVID, organizational disruption, right? You know, USA Rugby has been ever-changing in the last, you know, five years to the decade. Um, and what you see is is what sometimes leads to the player outcomes, right? Because it's just a bit unstable at times, and we're finding our way back to stability um, as a team, as a program, and as an organization. So our goal is, you know, to, to show up and do what we're good at, um, which is playing rugby. We've got so much talent and athletes on this field it's just a matter of putting it all together now and representing and representing not only you know our country but ultimately at the end of the day ourselves um everyone's here for a different reason and we spoke last week we had everyone tell us like why are you here um and i think what's really positive for me is everyone's aligned in the sense that they're here because they want to make themselves proud they want to make their families proud and they want to make their country proud and they want to do a darn good job at that and win some games ultimately so um you know, I think building on the legacy and where we want to go, <clears throat> it's important for me to leave this squad in a couple of years time. You know, I can't play forever, but I want to leave the squad in a winning state and a happy state and a stable state. So that's what I think starting with Wales this weekend in WXV, it's new beginnings um, of a new cycle and trying to get to the next World Cup and then trying to just continue to be better every day. Uh, listeners, uh, I do appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, we have Milton Haig and Kate Zachary with us today. If you're listening in live on our live streams on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and YouTube, you can drop a question in those chats. And if you're here live on Twitter Spaces, you can actually come up here and ask a question as well. You can do so by requesting on the bottom left of your screen and get up here and ask a question. We have a few more left for these two, so if you want to jump in, let's, let's get it in now. Uh, Milton, let's talk about player development, player scouting. I- I'm sure you're well aware of how big America is and the complexity of the rugby competitions with WPL, collegiate rugby sevens. Are you ready to rack up those frequent flyer miles, you know, covering more territory in the U.S. to scout players? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, interesting. This is something that what, us as a coaching group, when you when you look at, um, and a few few months ago when I was talking to World Rugby about USA Rugby and you know, they, they said it's such a big country, it's hard to get around and stuff like that. And, and I just said to them, I said, well, if you always think that the, that the size of the country is going to be a, an obstacle, guess what it's going to be? Hmm. So... What, I, what I've always said is that it's a big country with a lot of people with a lot of opportunity. <laughs> That's how yeah. I see it. Okay. You know what I mean? So glass half full, I suppose. You know what I mean? Um, yep. But I just think that um, if there if there's solid coordination and a program in place that's coordinated well, your talent ID uh, should be able to produce some world-class athletes because this is my old point about USA Rugby and, and they're, they're, you've got some of the best athletes in the world in every sport. Right. You, you know what I mean? And I just cannot figure out how it hasn't transitioned to rugby as much as it should have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, again, what I – what 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 and, I, and with my experience of being involved in age-grade rugby in New Zealand – um, once we ended up getting our talent ID program right and our coaching at younger age grades right, then the whole thing just took off. You know what I mean? And um, 
you know, that was probably about 15 years, maybe a little bit, maybe more. It may be about, yeah, around about 2000 where we really started to do some solid work on that area in New Zealand. And then, you know, like 211 we won it, 215 we won it. And it was only really because of the program that had put in those years beforehand. So I just see, look, I just see USA as, look, I know, and everybody has said this, that it's a sleeping giant. But the reality is, is that, you know, I always talk about talent is just a waste of time if it's not activated, you know what I mean? And I yeah. think um, for me that um, if we can get certain things right in our talent ID program, if we have the ability to identify uh, young athletes who, you know, play other sports and can cross over and end up becoming really good footy players or sorry, good rugby players, mm-hmm. then, you know, the, 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 the world is USA's oyster. And that's, I'm, I'm just talking, I'm not talking just women's, I'm talking men's and women's. Right. Uh, let's, so we have a question uh, from our Facebook feed. Um, she's obviously a sevens player. Mel uh, wrote, there's four USA players, four USA sevens players in the roster. Sorry. Um, two seasons, which, I believe she's talking about autumn and summer. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is why I'm assuming she's a sevens player. Do you anticipate recruiting more sevens players into the 15s mix, or is this just way too early for you to even think about yet? Oh, look, I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm not thinking about that. I know yeah. we have a squad that's already been selected for us as coaches. I, I, uh, and I, I don't really see that we will. We will change that because again, we just don't know the. The, the, the program well enough to be able to say well that girl should be here right. that girl sh- shouldn't be you know what I mean so we'll just we'll, we'll manage we'll, we'll coach the group that we've got I think we do have a couple of sevens players uh, coming in for WXV mm-hmm. um, and maybe there's a couple of sevens players who are going back um, but yeah again uh, once we get to South Africa we, we've got a group here that we're dealing with and once we get to South Africa there's a couple of changes and and again we'll just uh, we'll look forward to having having that squad once we get to WXV. Kate, on the uh, on the player development side for 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 young and up and coming players here in the US, maybe coming out of college or um, or something, would you encourage those players to make the jump overseas to the Premiership Women's Rugby or maybe stay in the US with with WPL or does it kind of depend? Yeah, it's a good question. I think um you know, for starters right now, the, the rugby and the university level is getting so much better. And it's it's great to see the, the coaching experience going into that, the more varsity programs popping up. And so I think the, the big step now is what your question is. It's a great question. It's what do they do next? You know, we've got so many more players now going into your Ivy Leagues and your Lindenwoods, your Central Washingtons, your Queens, et cetera. There's so many more university programs, which is great. It's just where does all that talent go now? Um and so it really just depends on the opportunity. You know, the WPL right now is in a rebuild. Um, I think if you speak to any of them, they're, they really put their heads down, the, the new board members and some of their other patrons, you know, they put their heads down. They're trying to rebuild the league up. Um, I think they're rolling, they're rolling into their finals pretty soon. Um, so they're, they're trying to create a longer season, a more sustainable season and a season that doesn't cost the players as much. Right. And I think in a couple of years time, that is going to be the ideal location that players are able to stay. Um, you know, we want to build it up in America and we want a strong league that wants that people want to actually come to America for, um, I will say for myself, though, these last few years, the opportunity has been 
been overseas. Um, so it's tough to say. Like I, I would love to be able to see our players and our future players staying in in the states and growing the game. Um, we just have a couple of years of a tough road ahead just to rebuild it and make it competitive and then make it something that continues to be more and more desirable and then we're able to get players who can stay in the states it makes the pathways easier those players can get back to the pathways quicker for the next generation we can have camps more frequently and things like that um so it's just about having those those opportunities in the states but in the meantime also pursuing opportunities elsewhere because that's where I think you also, as an individual, can find your true talent and true grit to go somewhere mm-hmm. overseas out of your element. Um, I think it's, again, as, a, as an older gal, um, going overseas for me, for instance, was an opportunity to kind of be challenged in another manner um, and kind of find a whole new um, gear, if you will, in my game. Mm-hmm. I guess, Mill, to take it to New Zealand, what do the Black Ferns do so well that you can take and apply here in the U.S. You know, is it is it the strength of the domestic professional league, Super Rugby Opiki, with what four teams, pretty much having all black firm qualified players? Um, well, I suppose the difference being uh, New Zealand compared to the U.S. is that the game of rugby is New Zealand's national game. So, um, you know, it used to be there was an old saying that when you, if you're a boy, uh, as soon as you turned, you know, came out of your mother's womb, you got a rugby ball. You know what I mean? But what we're finding now in New Zealand that the game's taken off so much in in the in the in the girls and women's space that you know that 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 adage or that that saying could be absolutely applied to to girls and women. So I think one of the things that we we could apply is the fact that. Um, our game, the game in New Zealand is based around attacking skill um, and uh, being able to move around the, 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 the pitch really, really quickly. And then also, obviously, decisions under pressure, making good decisions under pressure. So, you know, again, that's not something that would, would be unknown in the US. But again, it will come back to just the implementation of the plan and then obviously the coaching at certain levels because that is actually absolutely the key. So having good coaches at a young age um, will make a difference to players once they get to 18, 19, 20. And um, it's how we, how we implement a strategy like that which, which will actually reap benefits in the future. Yeah, okay, one more question for both of you and we'll let you get back to what you're doing. Uh, Kate, which which uh, PWR team are you looking forward to playing the most this season? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. To be fair, though, actually, I look forward to playing Exeter again, um, yeah. home or away. Um, it's a good squad, a lot of good friendships that I hope will last a lifetime, as long as they don't hate me too much for leaving. But um, <laughs> I look forward to getting a chance to play against them, though. Um, like I said, it's, it's actually kind of fun sometimes to play against people you know better. Um, it makes the game, I feel like, it takes the energy up in the game that much more, but it also means after game celebrations and chats are even better. It's the community yeah. feel, I think, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And then Milton, here's our tough question for you of the day. Okay, uh, what does your future look like? Are you helping out with USA until they bring in a long-term coach, or is this a position you'd put your your name in the hat for if offered? Uh, I think that's. Uh, I think that process is already already uh, sailed. Really, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Look. Um, when I was approached to do this, uh, they said, "Look, it's a it's a seven week gig. Um, you know, would you be available?" Um, originally, I was here. I was asked to do to be part of a, just a coach support, really. And then a week later, <laughs> week later, they rang me and said, uh, "Actually, we need to coach it." So, um, look, in the long run, um, I'm not 
I'm not the decision maker on those sorts right. of things. I'm really happy to be involved here at the moment. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really, really enjoying enjoying myself. And um, you know, the reality is, is that uh, well, rugby have already asked me to, if I'd if I'd keep continue to be involved. And I said, yep, absolutely. I'm if I'm available, uh, certainly I'd I'd, uh, I'd love to keep being involved because now I've got a relationship with the team. You know. Um, they're good fun to work with. They work hard on the field. We have lots, lots of fun off the field. Um, and then, um, you know, so, you know, when you build a relationship and, and you enjoy the environment that you're, that you're in, uh, it's pretty easy to make a decision to, to come and help again. Easy. 100%. And speaking of off the field, for our thousands of listeners in Cardiff, uh, where can they find the team tonight? <laughs> uh, they can probably find it in Colwyn Bay, so that's about 300 oh. miles north of Cardiff. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I guess <laughs> our, our research is off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So the game, the game will will be in uh, Colwyn Bay, North Wales, um, at uh, I think it's um, at the Park Stadium. I think P A R C capital oh, yeah. P. ARC. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I think this, the, the, the locals have really taken us in too. It's been quite cool just walking down the streets and stuff like that. And uh, they've, um, we've had some pretty good conversations. So we've got heaps of support, but uh, obviously um, they're Welsh, so they'll be supporting Welsh. But if we've got some uh, USA supporters coming coming this way, please call in and uh, and uh, give us a cheer. We'll, we'll look after you afterwards, that's for sure. All right. Well, you heard it, Cardiff. Get in a bus, <laughs> the train. All right. Listen, Kate Milton, thank you so much for giving us your valuable time. Good luck this weekend against Wales and, and great luck down in South Africa. Thanks, Jermaine. Thanks for having us. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Oh, of course. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ah, Fitzy, another good one. Man, I, I don't know. These these guests get better and better. Um, I, I, a couple of things stood out to me, which I loved. I, for me personally, I really liked uh, um, a little bit of attitude from Milton. I mean, I know he's joking around a bit about, uh, you know, USA Rugby is back, baby. But uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's you, that's what you have to say. But I, I, I believe that he believes it, too. Like there, I think he understands, you know, what... Um, the greatness that was achieved in the past and you know not that this team um, can't reach those levels again but maybe there's been some underperformance and, and excited for just the chatter of getting back into that top one two or three i think that's what we all want so i'm, I'm guns blazing and that's just not because i've got caffeine coursing through my veins <laughs> yes uh yeah I, I i am too i'm pumped i'm, I'm excited to watch these matches too um, uh, have you heard of the, the wales match is that on tv is that being covered by rugby pass or somebody uh yeah where did i see that um actually i think it may be getting streamed i've got it right in front of me give me a moment here bill all right we'll stand by uh, everybody stand by all matches live on well well the, the whales match no wxv2 all all matches live on rugby pass so tbd on the whales thing but i'd imagine that we here stay tuned to usa rugby social channels we may have some streaming details nice all right that's it yeah fits a good one today good work uh we will all chat again next week uh for those of you uh listening in still right now uh, check out the podcast replay of the show possibly later today or tomorrow by uh, the latest. And for all those of you tuning in uh, online on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, thanks again, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Uh, good day, everybody. Good day, everybody.